Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's 54. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Barry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good afternoon. Welcome into Sports Lounge Live. It is Tuesday, March 14th, and Chris, this is show number what? 237. 237, and by the way, I am not Bill Sparks. Uh, I am Perry Lester, along with Bill Sparks and the rest of the gang. Rick Swan uh, is also here, uh, and uh, we have a busy show today. So, Chris, what in order, what are we okay. going to be discussing? All right, well, first of all, we're going to quickly deal with NASCAR and golf because we want to get those results in there. Then we're going to go to college sports, and, of course, this is the big week. This is one of the favorite shows, I think, that we do. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl show, the show in a couple of weeks where we do our base baseball predictions. Uh, you know, it's four or five of them during the year, you know, and this is a good one because we're going to have a bunch of uh, NCAA basketball, but we're also going to be talking about, you know, college news and notes, but also, um, we're going to have the NFL right after that, and there's a lot of NFL news. There will be even more next week. Some of the, Pretty much when you hear the things that you're going to hear here, they are going to happen you know, in the next few days, and that will be part of the news from tomorrow. But there will be new things tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday opposite your NCAA. So we'll have the NFL. Then we'll do a little baseball. We'll have NBA and NHL. So as far as uh, William Byron won again, his second race in a row, NASCAR race, uh, and he'll he they'll go to Atlanta next week, and uh, so he's he's won two. And uh, Scotty uh, Scheffler has won the uh, Players Championship, and I guess people think of that as sort of the the, the fifth major. You know, that's the one yeah. that used to be in the fall. And uh, well, no, actually, it it was in May. It was okay. in May, and the PGA Championship was in August. But they right. want to get they want to get the FedEx Cup done by Labor Day before football season. So they moved it to March to move the player that and remember this is spot off of when they tried to start the Tournament Players Association and then they got back on the PGA and kind of get screwed. It needs to be moved up a week earlier because it's on Selection Sunday. I have this one a week earlier because it kind of gets screwed, but Shepard pretty much had it won anyway by the middle of round three. Yeah, he won it by about five strokes, I think. And he was he's number one now. Uh, John uh, Rahm is number two, and Rory McIlroy still kicking around at number three. And, and yeah. uh, on the NASCAR also with Sammy Smith winning the – which we usually don't talk about, oh. but he's still in high school, and he's an 18-year-old from Iowa, from what, Johnston, Iowa? Johnston, Johnston? Iowa. It's about 10 miles Johnston. away. Okay. He's still in high school. Yeah. So. All right. So we have our matchups here. And, uh, Sean, why don't you talk about how people can get those, because we're not going to uh, play them all here because it's about a seven, uh, seven or eight-minute thing. So go right ahead. Okay, now we don't have them listed by regions, but it's listed by times on Thursday and Friday, so you can go and figure out who's in what region based. But you can, if if you don't have a way to access it, you want to know who who's on what TV channel. Go to seven seven three five seven two six three five three. Perry has a it's about a ten minute schedule up there telling you the announcers, this you know where it is, and some of them he forgot to say, but it goes in order in the morning the day shift. It's CBS True TV. TN, uh, TNT and then TBS and then in the app, in the evening session it goes TNT, CBS, TBS, True TV. So if we forgot to say that, that's how it goes. But yeah, seven seven three five seven two six three five three is how it is where you go to hear it. Interestingly okay. enough, though, if that if that's all that <clears throat> I, that I forgot to do, we're lucky because that was that was incredibly oh, difficult it, to even do. It sounded difficult listening to you. It sounded like you were having some. It sounded like it was a difficult thing to maneuver. Yeah, yeah. it isn't. E- it is not easy with a screen reader to read things in bracket form. <laughs> and, uh-huh. Yeah. 
So um, looking at the field, I guess, you know, a lot of people are, you know, you look at the, the number one seeds, Alabama in the south. We got Houston in the Midwest. We got Kansas in the West. And we got uh, Purdue in the East. And uh, I guess people were kind of saying, you know, why it wasn't Kansas the number one seed overall. That was a big contest. They got punished. They got punished. Texas? Twice. Twice in a week by 20 points and 15 points. I think that's what it is. They would have been the number one seed. They'd have gone to Kansas City, but I think they got moved down, and that's how Alabama and and they did, and Houston losing to Memphis. They didn't. You know, there's questions on why are they still the number two overall number one seed. And with, the reason for that with, is the reason for that is that was already done before that ever occurred. Yeah, and Kansas was kind of yeah. Kansas, I mean, two losses. Now they had seventeen quad one wins. So some people, even I, question why are they even still a number one seed? But they had seventeen quad one wins, which is more than anybody out there. Which quad one is your top sixty or so teams, yeah. right? And then Kansas, I mean, they're okay because on Thursday, I mean, Lawrence, Kansas to Des Moines mm-hmm. is not. It's very. It's no. very reasonable. So I mean, they're they're yeah. good. The Kansas fans, apparently, from what I hear, they're already starting to file in. Already and, in. Yeah, yes, have a good time. Yes. Yeah. There is going to be, I guess, an open practice tomorrow where fans can go and, and you yes. know, just walk in and kind of watch the teams practice, and then on Thursday, um, you have the four games and uh-huh. and all that. And but they go out of, west to Vegas. Yeah. They do. They go to Vegas, but apparently. Between Kansas and Purdue, Kansas chose uh, – it was either Vegas or uh, the East where Purdue is, and they chose Vegas. Madison Square Garden, yeah. Madison Square Garden is where the East is, yeah. So. Yeah. They chose Vegas. So, okay. But, yeah, and I think that's the toughest region going – I mean, you got your top three are Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, and then you got teams like uh, – I mean, Arkansas, Illinois, they've been struggling as of late. But they could very whoever comes out of the game could very easily upset Kansas, and then then you got this other region with Houston. With Houston, it's all questionable. I mean, how you know how hurt is he? Is he going to play at all? Uh, could Iowa, or Auburn come out and upset Houston? And then you got Texas on the other side. The possible yeah. Texas Texas A and M matchup of Texas beats Colgate and Texas A and M beats Penn State, and then but Penn State and Texas A and M both teams that have been coming on as of late and played their way into things. And then like the Alabama region, I mean, Alabama's kind of an interesting one with, uh, Oh, with their fans wearing these t-shirts about, uh, we're killing our way through the sec. That's, I, I think Alabama yeah. is the villain this year right. because of that. And, uh, obviously you can't stop everything that your fans do, but I would, I would certainly, if I were the school have immediately said, uh, let's not wear t-shirts like that because of yeah, the, no. and the reason is for those who don't know, Brandon Miller, one of their players was, um, at least he wasn't charged with anything, but he was connected. He, uh, he brought a gun to a, uh, someone who shot a young lady and she was killed. And uh, there are still many, many people around the country and probably a lot in Alabama who do not believe he should be playing. No. And, you know, Alabama, let's say West Virginia gets by Maryland. West Virginia could give Alabama they could. a threat. Because they, Somebody they was, could, I mean, go ahead, sure. They could give them a. They yeah. could give. There could be some dirty play, and West Virginia may not win it, but they could bang Alabama up. And West Virginia, I mean, if they play the way that they, and they don't always play this way. I mean, other than Iowa State, that's their best win. But if they play the way that they can, that's a tough team. Mm-hmm. And they were saying on TV the other night, this is probably the best set of eight nine games. Oh, that yeah. we've ever had. All of them should oh. be fantastic. Well, yeah. Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Look at Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Uh, Florida Atlantic, 31-3, uh, Conference USA. Next year, that's going to be a conference game for them against Memphis. That would be, but they've, uh, you know, they've been ranked off and on, uh, probably the best of that bunch coming in there. And you got, like I said, Arkansas, Illinois, West Virginia, Maryland, Alabama, uh, Auburn, Iowa. I mean, those are some good. Yeah, right. Those times are bad. Um, Seth Davis was talking during the selection show, and I don't—I forget who the four seed in that region is. But he has uh, Drake. Not only does he have Drake beating Miami, but he has Drake winning. Oh, Indiana! He has them beating Indiana. Indiana. And yeah. Be, being in the Sweet Sixteen. 
I think of a four, a thirteen is going to beat a four. I could see like a Iona beating Connecticut, you know, because Rick Ripetino, and I think uh, you know Iona's assist. One of his assistants was there with Connecticut in the past, and that one, or you could see a VCU beating St. Mary's. That could yeah, be an interesting. But, but I mean, you know, that says a lot for a Missouri Valley team, though, for somebody of that caliber to think mm-hmm, wow mm-hmm. not only can they win the first game they can also win the that, second game and um you don't a, a name you've mm-hmm. probably not heard of but a couple of guys on that team to look out for tucker devries he's uh darian devries the coach's son and he he's a fantastic player and then roman penn their point guard who the yeah. last time when drake went two years ago roman penn was hurt so he didn't get to go so you kind of feel good for that team that hey at least you know the kid missed out on some at least he gets a chance to to go back because he really has meant a lot to the drake uh area and pay attention to these play-in games pay attention to these playing games because every year for about the last 10 years or so in the 11 seed play-in games at least one team has gone on and won a Thursday or Friday game. Watch, I mean, it's Arizona State, Nevada, Mississippi State, Pitt game. Remember, these are the first, the last four in that we're in. And then Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, North Carolina, uh, Arizona, no, not Oklahoma, who were the last four out? Oklahoma State, North Carolina, Rutgers, Rutgers. and... I can't remember the fourth one was, but yeah, Oklahoma yeah, State was the, yeah. and that yeah. seems to be, one, yeah. yeah, that seems to be one of the biggest. Did you mention North Carolina? Yeah, they North won't. Carolina, Rutgers, Oklahoma State, and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have it right in front of me, but I know, okay. I think but, I've got it written in my notes somewhere. We might come but to they it later. S- they seem to be Rutgers does. They seem to be the biggest um, snub, if you believe a lot of people, and many, yeah. many people are. They did make the NIT. They got a number one seed. They'll open tonight uh, at home. And many people said they thought Rutgers got snubbed in, in the NCAA. And NC State was one of the teams that I keep hearing a lot of people, well, how did they get in and Rutgers didn't? Yeah, yeah, I keep hearing that also. Like, how but, did they, yeah, but, I mean, but the Mississippi State, uh, Arizona State, or Mississippi State and Pitt is tonight, and Arizona State and Nevada tomorrow night. Those are your 11 seeds. Mm-hmm. And uh, those games are typically very good. And, um, you know, Mississippi State and – I haven't seen a lot of Pitt, but that's, they are that's spotty. They can game. play well, and they really can look good, and they've had some really good wins, but they've also had some real struggles with some teams that they shouldn't have struggled with. And they're like, no change. They lost at Notre Dame like about a week and a half ago. And, you know, yeah. and that, okay, they lost a tough one to Miami in Miami. That's fine. But the thing that really knocked them down into this game was probably losing at Notre Dame uh, earlier that week. Well, and if so that's, that's the case, that's if they've won some, you know, and, and lost some, you know, had some good wins and some bad losses, then these two teams might be very mirror images of one another because Mississippi State, I mean, they beat Texas A&M among other yep. teams, and then they've had some, you know, some not so good losses. So may, they may, we'll have yeah. to see tonight, but they may mirror one another. And Pitt seems Clemson. to be the kind of team that when I've heard, because I've heard a lot of their games, because I, you know, I've got my, my daughter works for Pitt and, you know, went there and all that. They seem to be the kind of team they can get on a roll and then they can just as much go into a drought. By the way, Clemson was the other team, the other yes, Clemson yeah. was out. Yeah. And they're in the NIT as well. And of course, That's right. yeah. and of course with the NIT, um, it is not going to be at Madison Square Garden this year. I forget no. where it's at, where it's going to wind up. But Las Vegas, um, I think. Las Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. But, I, mean, you, I think most people connect the NIT to Madison Square Garden. That that just, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. I know they're going to have a regional final, and but that it doesn't have to. That's not the same day as you know the NIT no. is like you know. I suppose they. Could, I suppose they could have said you know with all the preparation that goes into it. Because um, I've heard they're not going to be there next year either. They're going to be in, yep. um, yeah. oh, where it's going to be. I heard two, and I can't remember. But I've heard uh, the, 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 Dayton, I've Dayton, heard the guy. Yeah, I've heard the guy that runs the Wells Fargo Arena here in Des Moines where the games on Thursday and Saturday are going to be played, and he said, boy, there's a lot of preparation that goes into this, and everything is scripted. It's got to be done oh, yeah. just perfect. So, Oh, they take that, all the logos off. You know, if you're the Bruins and Celtics, stuff is all gone when they did it at the Garden and so forth. Yeah, I imagine right. they, they're going to probably want the Iowa Wolves logo taken off at the midcourt yep. level. This oh, week. yeah, they will. They will. And by the way, Vegas has a regional final, and they have the NIT. I think they're both at the same arena. So, yeah. Okay, so the conferences broke down, and we had the Big Ten had eight, and the SEC had eight. 
So that's almost a quarter of your field right there. Sixteen teams. That's got to um, be. That's got to be some, maybe not a record, but that's. I couldn't tell you the last time the SEC has gotten that many teams in. Yeah. No, I can't either. Well, that's that shows more balance because you know Kentucky was always so dominant, so you'd figure there were only a few uh, teams that could even compete with them, and they'd run up the big score. And Kentucky uh, will be happy this year. St. Peter's didn't make it, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, big Twelve had seven, and when you consider because we they were talking about it on the show, the Big Ten is fourteen teams, and the SEC is whatever fourteen teams. Yep. And to get eight of fourteen, that's well good, but the Big Twelve was ten teams. They got seven in. So that's that's yep. like the best. And, the, and there's there was. There was, you know, Oklahoma State, if they'd have made it, that would have made eight. That's right. Yeah. ACC with five and the Big East with five. We knew they would get the five. That they've, the, There's five elite teams, then the next two, the NIT and so forth. Uh, then uh, So uh, Pac-12 with four. And that was quite a game between UCLA and Arizona uh, on uh, Saturday night. So they're going to be tough uh, when they get to the tournament. Uh, well, UCLA has was, a pretty big injury, though. And they a lot. I, there are people who wonder if that hurt them getting a number one seed even. Okay. Mountain yeah. West with four. Uh, yep. America and uh, and the West Coast have two apiece, and then yeah, the last in were Arizona State, Mississippi State, Pitt, and Nevada, and the last out Oklahoma State, North Carolina, uh, Rutgers, and Clemson. And one note we never never had during the week is Damon Thalemeyer is now going to be the coach of Georgia Tech. He has, was an assistant at the Celtics, and he got the job at Georgia Tech. So and that replaces uh, Josh Pasner. Right. Yeah. So anyway, some more. Uh, any more about the field? Then we can get to some news and notes. Right. And then, and then uh, after we do that, then we'll go into the women's field and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can do that. Um, but the college, uh, Jim Beheim out after 47 years as a head coach at Syracuse. He's 78. For, forced resignation. I think that's the best way to term it. It wasn't yeah. a firing, but they basically, I think they put him on notice a couple of years ago with his DUI or whatever it was that, you know, I think we're going to kind of look at this by year by year and we'll work it out together. It's not going to be embarrassing, but you know, he didn't, he doesn't, he loves Syracuse. He's not going to do anything to embarrass them. No. Uh, I'm sure he was no. kind of mortified that he did. So I think it, after that, he was sort of on um, on a leash. Yeah. So I think that's kind but, of what But happened. here's what people don't realize is at the after the game in his press conference, and the, what XM did is they went back to regular programming, and he has that ESPN Extra, I think, what they call Channel 81. They played the press conference, and somebody asked him about his future. He said, it's up to the school. So right. that tells you – I want to be back, but it's up to the school because right. if he if he knew he was retiring, he wouldn't. Well, it's up to the school. Yeah. yeah. So he had one. If you count everything, and then uh, he had one thousand one hundred sixteen wins, but one hundred and one were vacated. Uh, so it was a thousand fifteen and four forty one was his record. And Shashevsky uh, had twelve oh two. So he came in second with either number that he had. So, uh, you know, one of the all-time coaches, again, 47 years in one place and the second longest uh, ever uh, to be at, at one school. Uh, and Adrian Autry will be the head coach. He's been, he was on the 2003, uh, no, he wasn't. He, he was on the 2011, so he's been coaching there, I think, since uh, uh, for many years. He's been his uh, number one assistant, but, uh, but he was not on the 2000, I, I thought he was on the 2003 team. I think he was there about 2011. But anyway, and Beheim uh, was at uh, he had five Final Fours, won one championship. Of course, he went to the finals with that Keith Smart game that Indiana won. And 58 NCAA wins, ranking him fourth all time, and 35 appearances in the NCAA. So uh, uh, not not bad for him. And the Hall, Naismith Hall of Fame in 2005. So uh, Patrick Ewing of Georgetown and Mike Anderson were fired at St. John's. And Rick Pitino of uh, – is uh, Iona is rumored to with either job? You know, we don't know. I think leaning more to St. John's. Yeah, St. John's is looking. They really want Ripperino, and they the same town. Yeah, yeah, and then you know the coach for the Knicks, and he's from New York. The thing is. Georgetown has their own way of doing things. They are always march into their their own drummer. They're more of a, they've become kind of a backwater. You know, John Thompson made him a destination school. Patrick Ewing did for a few years while he was a player, but not as a coach. Couldn't translate that. No. And I really think they've got a lot of work to do to sell people on going to Georgetown. I don't think it's somewhere. I, but St. John, uh, you know, they've they've had a great history, and I think Rick Pitino would fit right in there. One and, of the uh, problems it sounds like that Patrick Ewing had is he knew the 
X's and O's, but he didn't like the other part of coaching, you know, like recruiting and yeah. personal and It's more complicated now than it used to be. You know, if he could do what John Thompson right. did, he could probably have done it, but the NIL business and the and the portal and all this other stuff, and it's a pretty straight-laced place, Georgetown. And it if is. he coaches like John Thompson, John Thompson had a lot more rules and stuff than, uh, you know, if you just even heard him on the games when he used to, when he did those, you could tell that he had a lot of rules and things that he just expected players to do. And uh, he was very old school, and I'm sure Patrick absorbed a lot of that. So I think it's kind of hard to, to get people to think of Georgetown as a destination. You know, and you, t- you speak of the transfer portal. It opened, the basketball version of it opened on Monday. As of yep. Monday night, there were over 500 players already in the <laughs> yeah. portal. That doesn't, now, j- remember, just because you're in the portal doesn't mean you're leaving. It just means that you can. It doesn't mean you will. But <clears throat> so the mechanics of it, just so I understand this, they don't have agents. They just call like a kids at BC and he wants to go to Syracuse. He just calls up the Syracuse athletic department and tells them that. Is that how it works? Well, the coach, can, <laughs> once he's in the portal, the coaches then contact the, the players. Okay. Yeah. I see. All right. They yeah. said same as recruiting. Same okay. as recruiting. Yeah. Uh, Mark Adams resigned after the, uh, the, from Texas tech after that stuff we talked about uh, last week after they lost in the tournament. And uh, Dick Patel turned down a, a CBS invitation to do a couple of tournament games, and he's loyal to ESPN, and he's gone from uh, uh, done their coverage for over 40 years. And Vitao is 83 years old. Of course, he hasn't done the NCAA for quite a while because when did he, uh, CBS take it over? Oh, that was that 80, was like in the early 80s. 90s. Well, he did did games into the 90s because, remember, the first couple of rounds, ESPN did did your day games, and CBS just had a 10-30 night game. You know, if I were were him, I'd probably have done it. Sure, yeah. and and do one with the uh, you know uh, Jim Nance and stuff like that. I think that would that be kind of. I don't think that would, in my mind, that wouldn't have said un, that he's unloyal to ESPN no. because it's very, he's not going to be. Do, he won't be doing games anyway this week. They were allowing him to do it too, you know, so yeah. they they were fine with it. Uh, so Sager, what they just remember what they did with Craig Sager? What they did with Craig Sager? with T, they knew you know when he was dying, TNT said, hey, go ahead and do this game because he had never done an NBA final as a side. And Doris looked at all. I'll step aside for Craig Stinger. So they, they were all okay with it. You know, one thing that may happen, and we talked last week about Mike Gorman retiring uh, this year or next year, I know that at one point when they went to the finals in 2008, Sean Grandy talked about maybe having Mike Gorman do a game on the radio, you know, a quarter on the radio or something. He's never done a Celtics final game as as long as he's been there because they're never on TV. So there's a lot of people like that that haven't really done these things, and maybe he'll get to do one someday. And, and, you know, baseball has a lot of that because most of the TV guys. TV guys, yeah. um, And we'll talk about something to do with that when we get to baseball, by the way, so. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Okay. All right. And, and Chris Beard has been finally fi- hired by uh, Mississippi, I guess. Yes. So the introductory good... press conference was today, so that's official. And um, he's now talking to a lot of the players to see, you know, does does he mesh with them? Do they mesh with him? And it sounds like he's going to really hit that transfer portal hard to, to increase the talent here. on the team. And he said he would like, to, once he gets that, uh, he would like to then be able to start recruiting normally. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so this North Carolina is the first preseason number one to miss the whole tournament since NC State in 1974-75. And they and, refused uh, an NIT bid. Yes, they did. Yeah. And uh, did Syracuse refuse a bid, or did they not get one to the NIT? They didn't get one. They didn't okay. get one. All right. Uh, John Shire won the ACC as a, as a player and a coach. He's the first person to ever do that. He won it as a player in 9 and 10 with Duke and then as the coach this year. So that was uh, pretty good. And he, I guess, won the game-winning, hit the game-winning shot to win it uh, in uh, 2009. So that's pretty good for him. So what, who do people think for their final four picks, if they feel like it? I know, uh, you know, I haven't really thought about it myself, but I'm, I'm just going to – let's see. I'm just looking at my list. I, I think Alabama – probably in, in that region. It's usually the number ones do pretty well. Alabama, Houston. Uh, who's the number two in the Kansas region? UCLA. 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 Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, they had that don't injury. Ca- don't, count the, don't count them in Arizona out. Those, those no, are two seeds. No. And, I mean, I know they're a little down this year. Never underestimate Gonzaga. 
I know they're mm-hmm. down, but never underestimate them. In the East, I'm going to pick Marquette. I just think they're playing really well right now, and uh, that's my big pick. The one to go all the way, though, I think Mattress Mac's going to win his uh, win his bet. You know, we had the home team win the Super Bowl there with the Rams. I think we're going to have it with uh, you know uh, with Houston. I think Houston's going uh, on. I don't think so because that I think that injury is is more than okay. Because when he when the coach was on Westwood One with uh, Horowitz and. Um, PJ Carlesimo, he really didn't he really didn't say much about it. When they don't say much, that tells you the injury might be more than we think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any more college stuff? Oh, we want to talk about the women, don't we? Yeah, let's talk about the women for a couple seconds. Um, I, I, the biggest thing in the women's tournament is a lot of people in Iowa were unhappy. They beat Indiana twice in two weeks. But the Hoosiers got a number one seed, and Iowa got a number two seed. Um, but when they opened up the tickets, you know, to, to sell tickets to their games for, on Friday and Sunday in Iowa City, took them 53 minutes to sell out the whole building. Wow. You know, that one thing that, that a lot of people have said around the country is that uh, Caitlin Clark for Iowa is a fantastic player. And there are a lot of other ones, too. But uh, Clark is one to... To keep your eye on, and she could do some some damage in the tournament. And then Iowa State fans, they're complaining a little bit, probably rightfully so. They win the Big 12 tournament. Uh, they have to beat Baylor, Oklahoma, and Texas, which are all good wins. Oh, yeah. And they get sent to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And Texas still gets Texas gets to host, of course. Yeah, you know, they, they do. They're in the mood in the mood, in the Moody Center, and and by the way, uh, we were talking about this before the show, but for the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, the women's doing they're doing something, I guess, to get crowds and get it. They're going to have two regions at each site: the Greenville one, the Greenville two, the Seattle three, and the Seattle four. So yep. two regions in Greenville, South Carolina, and two regions in Seattle. And then the final, it will be yeah. it will be still like it always has been. There will be two games in Greenville in one day, two games in Seattle yeah. in one day and then one and one you know like yeah, you have right. two on Saturday two on Sunday and then one one, one Monday, Monday one and Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. yeah so and then um, and the finals are going to be in in Arlington at, at Jerry World so yes. for the women by the way yeah yeah. Right. Well, it'll so, be interesting, especially because they're kind of both on, they're not in the middle of the country. I'm not saying all your regions should always be in the middle of the country, but to start this experiment with two, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast is kind of interesting, you know. Well, I, I yeah. hope that uh, in Greenville, I hope that your Westwood One or, you know, on the radio and, and whatever does not have the problems that the SEC radio network had with that women's tournament. They had a lot of technical difficulties in that regional. Mm. Oh, okay. So let's hope that another thing in college, though, that we do want to mention uh, just briefly. I know Bob is listening and Bob likes it and I like it. The uh, college wrestling is also going on this weekend. And uh, your favorites would, of course, be as per usual. It would be Oklahoma State, uh, Penn State, Iowa. You know, those teams will be up there. And um, Iowa State has several. Northern Iowa has several. But uh, that's going on this weekend as well. Okay. All right. So why don't we move on to the NFL? There's a lot that's happened or basically is going to happen tomorrow officially because tomorrow is the beginning of the – anyway, if you want to have champagne, it's at 4 o'clock tomorrow – I know Rick will – 4 o'clock uh, tomorrow <laughs> afternoon because it's the new NFL year, and that's almost – But there's just legal – the legal day. tampering is going on now. Legal tampering. Why yes. I, and, yeah. And you could tell that there had been plenty of illegal tampering since they started like two minutes after they could. To, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, 12.02. It was already out there. You know, yeah, yeah. Boy, I mean, some of these guys that got picked today, it was like, uh, what's the matter with me? You know, why wasn't I picked? Well, I'm going to start with them because they happen to be on the sheet that I'm working on. And there's the latest news. Taylor Heineke to Atlanta. And I didn't get a number on that. But no, who did that leave for the two, commander's two quarterback? Years, hold on, hold two on. Years. Two years and 20 million. Two years and 20. Who does that leave as the commander's quarterback? It leaves the, the guy, that the rookie that started the last game of the year last year. And I forget his first name, but his last name is Howell. Damn Howell. Yeah. Sam Howell. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, Commanders. Uh, that is really <laughs> amazing. People complain yeah. about you know some of these quarterback situations, but that has got to be crazy. I mean, well, maybe if uh, maybe if yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. if Rodgers and the Jets fall through, if they can't fill every demand, and he said they have to do yeah. all of them. If they can't fill yeah. all of his demands, maybe he could now, go there's there. There's a combination: Daniel Snyder and uh, Rodgers. Wow. Yeah. 
they probably end up in the same psych ward somewhere. Jameis Winston uh, uh, reworked to stay in uh, with New Orleans, so they they cut him last week. Now he's back, and that happens. Patriots used to do that all the time. But he won't be. But he won't be the starter anymore. No, no. no. Darren Waller to the Giants from uh, the Raiders for a third round pick, number one hundred. So that's that's the way. So what do you think of that, Rick? And then Robert. Why don't you go first, Rick, and then you, Robert? Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna say I think that's a it's a good deal for the time. You're saying a third round pick, but like you said, it's the hundredth pick. It's actually the pick the Giants got from Kansas City for Kadarius Tony. Okay. Um, you know, and I, you know, I know he had he, he was injured a lot last year. Didn't have a great year, but before that, he he was you know you go behind maybe Kelsey Andrews and, and Kittle. He's right up there as maybe the top tight end in the league. Yeah, what do you I, think, Robert? Yeah, Rick, you got a good deal. I I I'm I'm not real happy with that. Um, I I know our backup tight end is good, but you're not Darren Waller. So yeah. I, I, and what they're saying is that this is a this is a great draft for tight ends. So they're thinking the Raiders are going to, you know, get a tight end. They think we're maybe with a hundredth pick that's not as good as Waller, but but good, and they saving money to maybe work on their defense. Well, I now I would agree with that. The Raiders have to improve their defense, but as far as I'm concerned, you got a deal, Rick. He's going to do yeah. well for Giants. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Okay, uh, so the on Black Friday, Amazon game will be on at 3 uh, p.m. and it'll be available to anybody who has uh, not on over TV, but anyone who, even if you're not a Prime subscriber, you'll be able to get this game. So, and they'll have uh, you know, as, as Sean was saying the other day, they'll have the the, the blue light specials and everything you know, every 10 minutes. Oh yeah, stuff <laughs> that you can get. So yeah. that'll be a bonanza for them, I guess. Uh, this penalty is brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Dallas restructured uh, Dak Prescott and uh, one of their offensive linemen uh, to pick up uh, thirty million in cap space. So we'll see. They haven't announced anything yet, but we'll see what they want to do. Uh, Devin McCourty retired from the Patriots uh, after thirteen years, but Jonathan Jones was was uh, cornerback was re-signing with the Patriots, re-signing yesterday in uh, what's expected to be team friendly. Actually, then I I have it further down. I forget exactly what the uh, amount was, but the, I think it's two years, two years for twenty million. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, yeah, and then uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, so again, team friendly deal for the Patriots. Uh, Jano Smith from the Patriots to Atlanta for a, round, a seventh round pick, and he did nothing here. Where did we? I forget where did he play before. He was pretty good where he Tennessee. was. Tennessee. Tennessee. That's he was at Tennessee. Yeah, and he you was know good. He, he couldn't yeah. do anything. You know his career for the Patriots? He had one touchdown and two fumbles. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Tua was extended by the Dolphins through the 2024 season, so they apparently think that his health is all right. Uh, so uh, let's see. And then uh, Brock Purdy had his surgery on his elbow uh, last Friday, I think. It might not be back till November because they're actually saying the recovery time, they had to wait for the swelling to go down. They're actually saying the recovery time would be uh, from that date to, uh, you know, so that's why they think it might take as long as uh, getting to November for him. Wow. So we'll see about that. And Chicago traded the number one pick to Atlanta for a lot of Carolina. 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 To Carolina, that's right. For the ninth pick. The uh, in round two, which is the 61st pick, then they get uh, this year, and th- then they get the number one in 24, and the number two in 25, and DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, good, good wow. deal for Chicago. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And uh, the Rams traded uh, Jalen uh, Ramsey to Miami for a two- 2023 third round pick, and uh, tight end uh, Hunter Long. So. Yeah. That's a good deal for, uh, I think, Miami. I think he can still play, so that's pretty good. And Hunter Long was like a back end, uh, tight end uh, backup to Kasiki there, who I guess is out there as a free agent, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, he is. Him. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan Jones, two years, yes, two years for $20 million and 13 guaranteed. Uh, Jared Stidham, uh, two years for 10 with Denver, so he's going to be the backup to Russell Wilson, but if Russell Wilson, uh, you know, struggles a little bit, he, he's a plausible guy to bring in. Well, that's so, exactly why he went to Denver, uh, Chris, because uh, the Raiders probably told him in advance, hey, this is what we're going to do. Right. He probably didn't, he probably didn't want to be the backup to um, 
uh, to the Raiders situation, and with the way Russell Wilson gets hurt these days, uh, Stidham's well, probably going to get the playing time in Denver. So, okay. uh, and I, I, hold on, hold on, guys. Deck, I see your hand. We'll get you in just a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Tremaine Edwards, the linebacker, went from Chicago, from Buffalo to Chicago, yeah. and uh, Mike White. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, went to Miami uh, from the from the Jets to Miami, and uh, let's see. Oh, and that Tremaine. Uh, 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 what's his name here? Tremaine Edwards. Tremaine Edwards was uh, two years for $16 million. And then uh, the, the Whites moving to Miami. So Miami's got their backup now, too. So the quarterback seats are starting to fill up, like I say. I mean, uh, and then we have uh, uh, Garoppolo to Las Vegas for 72.5 for $3 million and uh, 34 guaranteed. Uh, three years, mm-hmm. uh, 72.5 million, three years, 34 guaranteed. His uh, 42 and 19 for games played uh, as a starter. The one thing I would caution people that was, and again, I'm not knocking the Raiders, Robert. Really, if they're a building organization, when he was with the Patriots and with the 49ers, they were already established contenders. So yeah, I, mean, I know, you know, I already know that. Yep. So I mean, this is where uh, Josh McDaniels has to, you know, put the rubber to the road and say, yep. "I can really do this," you know, because he take it, picked his quarterback, and now he's going to ride with him. Well, and remember, we have the uh, we have the Aaron Rodgers saga that continues. He's uh, making all sorts of. He's got a list of demands yes. that he has before the, he'll go to the Jets, and they are these: he wants Alan Lazard, he wants Odell Beckham Jr., Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr., Randall Cobb, and Mercedes Lewis. I don't know how he thinks we're going to do this all around. The salary cap, but that's who he wants. Yeah. And Lazard is already, it looks like they're going to sign Lazard, but all these others, the receivers they have, like said, Garrett Wilson, them, are better than those guys. And they're Odell better. Beckham Wilson. Jr. is wanting over $20 million. And yeah, Jack well, can want Aaron Jones. Yeah. Now, isn't it ironic? The biggest anti-vaxxer, could get, he wants to go play for the Johnson & Johnson people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jesse Bates signed a four, million, uh, uh, four years four for $64 million to Atlanta. He was with Cincinnati, the safety, I think. Yep. And yep. Sam Darnold to San Francisco as a backup. Uh, so I guess they're going to go with Trey Lance and Darnold as a backup. Again, applauding yeah, the backup. Know. You know, he's, he's had some good t- games, but not great ones. What were you going to say, Rex? You could end up with two number three overall picks backing up Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's funny. funny. And, well, uh, remember, yeah, Darnold, wasn't he number one overall, Rick? Not number no, three? No, number three. Oh, he's number three. Of, okay. Yeah, right. behind Mayfield and, and Saquon. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jacoby Myers went from the Patriots to Las Vegas three years for $33 million and uh, I guess with $16 million guaranteed. Now, is he a wide receiver? Yes, he is. Yes. That, that's what I thought. Okay. He's a good one. He's not a speed guy, but he will catch the ball. You know, he's very reliable. He's, he's a slot type receiver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not, not much on yards after the catch, but he will catch it. And he was Mac Jones' favorite receiver. And Josh, of course, had him here two years ago. He liked him. And then, uh, but they, he didn't play with Garoppolo because Garoppolo would have been gone by the time he got here. So Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we talk to Dick and then why we'll talk we... a little bit about a, a couple of deaths that we need to mention because of the date that they're connected with. Kind of interesting. And I got a couple more moves, too. I'll bet, okay. Dick, I'll bet Dick, you are wonderfully happy about the Bears making that free. Oh, you're already unmuted, Dick. Oh, wait a minute, Dick. Come on, Dick. There Back. I am. Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, I, am, I am delighted about that. I think it was a wonderful trade. Quite a haul. Yeah. They got Quite more, haul. which is good. And this business with Rogers, don't call it, call it a soap opera. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'll tell you a lot of the Packer fans here are pretty happy to see him go. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, hey, has anything happened with Brown, the, the tackle from Kansas City? I've not heard anything about that. Uh, not that I've heard, no. no not yet. And we, can use yet. we still need a couple of tackles. Mm. That, that's the problem. Uh, no, Bears yeah. uh, did quite well. I'm, I'm pleased. Yeah, you know, Otis Taylor died. Yes, we're about to, I'm about to talk about that and how they're connected, the two deaths on the same day, one of these things. So we may as well talk about that. I'll just run through this, and then you can talk about him, Dick, too. Sure. And Otis Taylor was 80 years old, played with Kansas City from 65 through 75, 57 receiving touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, and he, he won the championship on January 11th, 1970. And keep that date in mind, the Super Bowl four, And that restructured the league because they weren't sure at that point until 
Chiefs beat them 23 to seven. That they beat the Vikings, and we'll talk about uh, Bud Grant in a minute. But that you know what they were going to do. They might have put it together geographically. Might have the Giants, Jets, Patriots, and Eagles, and Buffalo in a division or something. They decided they would keep the conference uh, identities and stuff. And I'm, I'm glad they did. I think it's more fun that way. But uh, you know, and he was uh, he was won the AFL championship in '66 and '69, Pro Bowl in '71 and '72, uh, uh, and AFL All-Star Game in '66, and the K. AC Hall of Fame, and the, he died of Parkinson's disease. And then Bud Grant was 95 years old. Uh, he went to college in Minnesota. He played for the Eagles one year on offense, one year on defense in 51 and 52, and that was interesting. And then uh, he, he went to Winnipeg and played there 56 through, 53 through 56. Then the head of Winnipeg Jets, from uh, I mean, Blue Bombers, 57 through 66, and four Grey Cups. He could actually win championships up there. And uh, then Minnesota, 67 through 83 and 85, and uh, and then uh, and then he was a consultant with them from '86 through 2022, and he lost four uh, Super Bowls, and of course, and he won. He's in the Minnesota Ring of Honor. His record at uh, Winnipeg was 102, 56 and two, and Minnesota 158, 96 and five. And so, uh, and let's see. So anyway, you know, what are you going to say about Otis Taylor? I don't know. People were saying it was the, Jimmy, uh, the uh, Jerry Rice of the AFL. You had Scott, you know, you had Allworth, you had uh, Boletnikoff, but he was certainly one of the top receivers in the AFL, that's for sure. He was. Yeah, Cliff Branch was pretty good, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Robert, you, you remember Joe up? Well, he gets injured a lot. Yeah, uh, I know he does. And also, he throws interceptions at inopportune at times. Yeah, no, no. I would well, I wouldn't. There's a lot of players who throw interception at the inopportune times, including the one that's making all the demands. Yeah, this is true. That's right. <laughs> okay. And oh, one last thing, real quick. Okay, uh, I heard him with, uh, what's his name, Forio, uh, Mike Forio this morning. Uh, he was thinking uh, maybe uh, Snyder will get. Um, Sean Jackson. No, who's the quarterback? Who's Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson who's holding out. He'll sign him and then sell the team and so the new owners will get stuck in a huge amount of money. Oh, yeah. Well, but, heard, yeah. Dick, you know, Dick, the reason he would do that is if he does that, that would make the value of the team go up, too. Yep, that's right. That's right. It, it can, but then the owner could be re- reluctant with that you know, contract, too. He might scare some owners away. Hey, Chris, I agree with you about Marquette. I think Marquette, I think Marquette might win. Like, yeah, I think Marquette's going yeah. to the Final They're Four. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. I hope they do. Okay. Thank you, right, Jamal, right, why, don't you, why don't you come on in, Jamal, and we will talk to you. Hello. How are you all doing today? All right. Uh, Jamal. Just great, Jamal. Right. Are you happy okay. about the Bears trade? Well, I'm happy about the Bears trade. I'm happy about some of the free agent signings. Did they sign anybody today? That's Not what I heard. Doing. Not that I heard. Okay. And number two, about the NCAA tournament, there's one team I think people need to look out for that's, I'm not saying they're going to the final four, mind you, but I think that this particular team can do some significant damage in the way they play down the stretch in the Big Ten season. That's Penn State. Yeah, they play well. That's a team that I could picture going, knock out for a couple people and going at least to the Sweet 16. They got the bigs. They got some good playing. You know, they got Texas A&M, though, and them and Texas A&M are very similar. The way they've come on at the right, they're very similar type teams. So that is a good 7-10 matchup. And then they would play Texas if that if they get Pat, whichever one plays Texas. It's going to be a great 7-10 matchup at A&M and Penn State. And, and the winner of Arkansas-Illinois, I can picture that team. I can picture either one of those teams possibly giving Kansas a tough time. The problem with yep. Illinois is you don't, you don't know. Illinois could either play very well, like they did early in the season, or they be, uh, or they could fall asleep. So I don't know which Illinois team is going to show up. I don't know which Arkansas team is going to show up. That's the same thing. Yeah, that's that, the same thing about both of them. That, both that's, why, that's why Jamal that they're saying that this is the best group of eight nine games probably yeah. in a long time. Uh, and nobody kn- nobody knows what teams are going to show up out of those out of that bunch. And Northwest, I think that I think they have a good shot of winning at their first round game, and maybe even their second round game. Their defense. Oh, there he went. Oh, he, there he, oh, there he is. Uh, oh, I don't know. I uh, lost him. Oh. Okay. All right. So, uh, Rick, you had a couple more uh, NFL notes. 
Yeah, um, Denver has picked up two of the better offensive linemen that were out there. Uh, Mike McClinchy from the 49ers and Ben Powers from Baltimore. And this makes sense with Sean Payton because the whole time he was with New Orleans, Drew Brees averaged like 21 sacks a year. Russell Wilson last year got sacked 55 times. Wow. So I think he's, and, uh, yeah, they, he's, they gave McGlinchey an awful lot of money, 87 yeah, well, over five years. So. Yeah. Um, San Francisco got uh, Javin Hagrey from the Eagles, who defensive tackle had 11 sacks last year. You put him next to Joey Bosa, and that that I defense could be could be something this. Nick, I'm sorry, could be something this year. This is, I mean, they can afford to do this when you when you got three quarterbacks who salary don't add up to 10 million altogether. <laughs> and uh, Rick, Rick, just a new one coming across. We talked about it earlier, but now it's official. Alan Lazard to the Jets, four years Jets. and 44 million. Okay. Okay. So I think they really think they're getting Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City assigned one of the other real good offensive tackles out there, um, Jaron Taylor from Jacksonville, because uh, they're going to probably lose um, Orlando Brown. Um, sometimes I don't know what teams are doing. Minnesota, with all the trouble they had on defense, they end up they had Herb Smith at tight end. He got hurt. They picked up Hawkinson. So you got two of the better tight ends in the league, and with all the trouble they have in defense, they signed tight end. Josh Oliver from Baltimore. I I don't know. Maybe he's a blocker they need or something. I don't but it just doesn't know. make sense to me. Yeah. Um the Giants signed linebacker from Indianapolis, Bobby a a Creek a or something. <laughs> I don't I haven't heard of him, but I'm hearing some good things about him. Um, I don't know if Bill knows he's anything good. about him. He's good, Ken okay, he's good. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, hold on, go, go ahead, Bill. Bill. He's very good, Rick. So he's really improving each year, so you're gonna get him in his prime. He's a good player. But yeah, everybody seems to think so, yeah. Yeah. And no, they tried to defend some Ricky, Rick is picking up all the good players from the panelists here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they signed a defensive lineman. I have never heard of a guy named Joaquin Nuchez Rochez. I, I don't I even know where he's from. either. Yeah. But Nuchez Rochez sounds like something you order at Taco Bell. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I even think so. <laughs> yeah. And just um, Philadelphia signed uh, the, the Seattle running back, um, Perry. Uh, Rashad Perry. Okay. He's, he's, he's had some good games, but he always seems to be hurt. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that should take care of the NFL. We've got a little baseball here as we head down the stretch. The MLB investigating committee says that no discipline is going to occur for uh, Mike uh, Clevenger from the White Sox for uh, alleged domestic violence. So I guess they found uh, no problem with that. Um, MLB radio is at Channel 89, and Mike Farron and uh, Ryan Spielborgs are doing the... The, uh, USA games uh, for the world, uh, you know, world classic here, and they're all no, they're doing all do... they're doing all the games from that location. All the games from Arizona, okay. And uh, and then and with it's... the semifinals and finals, they it'll be I believe that's going to be Mike Farron and Jim Duke or uh, Jim Bowden. Okay, that, that's good. All right, and that'll be from uh, those are the, those are in now, Miami. Those are all in Miami, the semifinals, yes. right? And I think we have the teams for that as of Friday. Is that what it is? Correct. Yeah. When yeah. more when nobody's paying attention, they're playing the World Baseball Classic. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Trevor Bauer is going to Japan uh, one year for three million with the uh, Yokohama Bay Stars and can't leave. Uh, you know, even if an MLB uh, team offers him something this year, he can't leave. Uh, but he's going to stay there. But he's already getting uh, 22.5 million from the Dodgers, so he's supplementing his income to up to 25.5 and going to play in Japan. And if he does well there, I mean, people say, "Oh, he'll never play in the majors." Uh, it only takes one, like I would say about free agency. So if he does well in Japan, you know, then uh, then I that's... think what's going to get him though, Chris, is by that time he'll be 33. He's not going to get another big deal. No, 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 but he's making his money this year and, you know, going to supplement it in Japan. And that was all the notes I had for baseball. You said you had plus, one about TV. Plus, if you uh, – Trevor Bauer is just not – he's not a good teammate from what a lot of people say about him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So but he's strange. He's very strange. He, and, definitely, you know. he definitely is. And yeah. remember, the baseball season starts in two weeks. So. Two weeks correct. from Thursday. That is correct. Two weeks from March 30th. So on the show – uh, on the 28th of March, we'll be doing our fearless baseball yeah. forecast. So we'll see yeah. how that is. And um, what you said you had another note on baseball about broadcasting, Perry? 
Something about TV, um, baseball. I, I don't said? think so. No. Unless you were going to talk about the world classic stuff, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, uh, so we did that. So we got to that one already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, for the NBA, Brittany Griner's first game. Well, it's WNBA, but it is pro basketball. Her first game is going to be on May nineteenth, Phoenix <laughs> at the uh, LA team on uh, ESPN at eleven p.m. Friday night, uh, and more games on ESPN and ABC this year. And actually, uh, you know, it's, it seems like they're, they're pushing women's basketball on both the, both the pro and college uh, levels and, you know, giving them better contracts, more primetime exposure. Is it translating into ratings or isn't it? No. In the, colleges, no. It's no. Doing a, in the colleges, it's doing a little better. But the WNBA, yeah. I mean, they're, they're yeah. trying their best to push it, but it, it's just not catching with, with the ratings. Yeah, yeah. College, college Sunday does okay. It does, you know, it's decent, but WNBA, no. The WNBA is almost down there with Live Golf. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm wondering, and we were, we were kind of talking about this because, you know, they, they gave it prominence. They moved the uh, selection for college to uh, Sunday night at 8 o'clock right after the NCAA. They gave it uh, almost half the, sh- uh, well, most of the second hour or third hour on the on the Westwood One show, which they never did before. And I'm wondering if, if it's a reaction to criticism that people get about, you know, it's not treated equally and, you know, they uh, think yeah. about the yeah, I think it facilities is. and so forth. I think it is. Know? It is. Yeah. It is. But but I think what what they have to understand is, and even with it doing a little better, the men's tournament will will outdraw it about ninety to ten. I mean, if you go, yes, it, that's just right. unfortunately for them, that's just the way it is. Now, in certain games, will do well. Caitlin Clark, if she's on yeah. TV, right? With the girl from South, Aaliyah, something from yeah. South Carolina, yeah. If she's and on TV, traditional Ashley places Jones like from Iowa State, if she's on UConn, TV, women are as wrong. popular as the UConn men, you know, and, and you know, that kind of yeah. thing happens. But yeah, at certain places, but yeah. And if, I right. mean, it, and they would be that they would be in that same thing. If Paige Beckers were playing for UConn women, they would be in that same group. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant out for another couple of weeks for with an ankle uh, injury. He only played about four games with uh, uh, Phoenix before he got hurt, so that hasn't worked out real well for them. Although they're uh, in pretty good shape and moving up in the standings, they're still playing well, so that's that's okay. Yeah. And uh, anything else quickly on the NBA? We have two quick NHL notes. Then um, we'll be able one, to wrap this one more up. NBA yeah. note: uh, John ja okay. Morant has entered uh, a counseling oh, yeah. thing in Florida, and there is no timetable yeah. for his return. No, nope. I don't know when we're going to see him again. The NHL, the Flyers fired uh, Chuck uh, Fletcher as the GM, and the uh, he appointed uh, uh, Daniel. Bre- they appointed Daniel Briere, and Philadelphia is not making it in the playoffs. He only made the playoffs through one out of four years, I think it was. Uh, That's correct. Yeah, and uh, so they're they're not going to make it. And the Bruins uh, were the first, uh, the least. Uh, games to uh 50 you know to play uh, to get the 50 wins in 64 games that's what i'm trying to say it's not yeah. easy. But they, and i don't know who, which uh, record they broke you know whether it's a non-cup winner or a cup winner but the first uh, 50 win team the quickest ever to do it and they did it in 64 games and of course their goal if they choose to accept it and they want to get people ready yeah. and you know deal with any injuries is to see if they can get 62 wins which would be the nhl record but i don't know yeah. so uh they they gotta stop falling behind though rick this is ridiculous they fall behind these teams and they you know, Detroit this weekend, yeah. they fell behind, you know, right away and come well, back. They also have to start resting some people like Krejci and Bergeron and stuff. This, you know, yeah. the point yeah. thing isn't that important. You know? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And, uh, you know, they're going to have home ice throughout, so yeah. that's going to be okay. Anything you want to comment on, Robert, for the NHL before we go? Uh, nope. Uh, you, uh, that's all there was this week, so <laughs> turn it over to Sean, and we'll see you next week. Well, real quick before we do that, let's remind people okay. that uh, the Book Talk Show is coming up next. And uh, you you should stay around for that. That is going to be a good yes. show. Jennifer is is already here, and she's she's raring to go. And Nolan will be here shortly, and 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 uh, all that. So stay around for that. Watch as much basketball this week as you want. And with that, Sean, wrap it up. All right, folks. Well, those of you that are tuning in to listen to Book Talk, if you're wondering what is going on, this is Sports Lounge Live, and you can download your podcast at legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcaster, tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or 773-572-3006, option number nine. And those of you that are listening live, of course, yes, Book Talk is coming up after these uh, little show promos between the shows so Bill and Perry can run to the restroom and all that 
that other fun stuff. But anyway, we'll be back next week so you can hear how right or wrong we are about these NCAA predictions and the NFL, who else hiding with who in the NFL and uh, who's going to be in the World Baseball Classic because you're, you're not watching it, neither are we, but we'll let you know who's there. So anyway, uh, we'll see you next week.